2: Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast post-week 11 recap show. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here to go through all of the Sunday action to talk about all of the relevant fantasy storylines, players, Performances. We will get you all caught up on everything that happened in the fantasy world and get you ready uh, for the week ahead. Jamie, first of all, good to see you back here on a, on a recap show. I had to I had to do this alone last week, and now I sympathize with you on these solo shows. It's more fun to banter. It's more fun. It to is. Argue. It is. It,
3: it's not as easy, and you kind of feel like you don't have like that conversation, as you said that banter. You don't really know when people are getting annoyed with you, or you're belaboring a point. Sure. Um, and it always gives me a greater appreciation for the solo radio guys, like do four hours, because it feels like I'm almost. Winded after doing a solo show because I don't, I don't. You know what they always say? Like the pauses always feel longer in your head. Oh yeah, than they are in actuality. You don't have to
2: tell me. You know
3: that it is tough uh, yeah. with that show because you feel like you can never pause. Um, but don't you have a read or something to do? Usually, you don't come well, to me this quick. Don't you I have was. Some, don't you have something to, to sell us?
2: Well, I was going to tell. I was going to tell you. Like you know, it's not fun doing the solo shows. But what is fun? Is betting and winning money on bet online, and oh, you can so do so today. if you head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website and use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V, and you will receive a fifty percent welcome bonus. Listen. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football. You got turkey coming up on Thursday. You also have football, and you have betting. So head on over to Bet Online. You can bet on football. You can also bet on pro and college hoops, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or even your favorite Vegas casino games. Just go ask Kyle Krabs uh, of Draft Dudes about that. So the promo code BELIEVE. That's BELIEVE. Oh,
3: wait, wait a minute. You're saying Kyle got into the, well the Bet Online on casino.
2: So, so okay. So we're going to completely derail. I, I've, I've been in there. You've been out of the loop a little bit here. But okay. Don't you were in. you were you were hanging out on our Friday draft dudes live stream. I was. Kyle's been playing the the <laughs> bet online slots. So I
3: heard something about like spin or oh, no. something like that. I he didn't was, understand what was he happening. He
2: was playing slots while we were doing the show. Oh, I don't know if he's actually allowed to do that, but he was. He was doing that on the show,
3: just taking spins in the background. Probably not, but you know, ask you know, give forgiveness, not permission. Yeah, but yes, yeah, I, I have tried myself on uh, the virtual craps tables and some of the other uh, offerings that they have there, but. uh interesting there
2: so we have a lot of games to get into and i'd like to start here because
3: i, have wait, a, Chris, I have... before we start every single team that plays on thanksgiving lost today
2: every single team that plays on thanksgiving lost today that is a very true statement yes
3: yes <laughs> bounce back week oh these games are gonna be bad yeah it's not gonna be great it's not gonna be not gonna be super you but... are you not excited to kick things off with uh andy dalton versus uh tim boyle
2: so I have I have uh, I told nickel, you canceled. have I told you I'm actually celebrating Thanksgiving on Wednesday this week and driving home on Thursday. So I'm gonna miss all of this. So I don't I don't have to watch Andy Dalton versus Tim Boyle. I get to save myself from that.
3: So when you say driving home, yes. Do you mean your current place of residence that you live in as an adult?
2: So you know, I live in Arizona. We do I'm back in on the East Coast, I'm driving down yes. to my sister's tomorrow, celebrating Thanksgiving with her in Maryland, Thursday, Mid afternoonish, we're driving back from Maryland
3: up to New York. Got it. So while all of the I bad, thought you were driving being played, from New York back to Arizona, to Chandler, you- Arizona. On Thursday, which you I was wouldn't see say, me on the Sunday post, post show.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't see me on the Sunday post show because I'd still be driving. Okay, yeah. no, we, we need to get on track because I have a, I we have a take that we have to discuss. I almost sent it to you, but I realized you were at the Bears game and I didn't want to interrupt your great experience watching some great football there at Soldier Field. The Colts beat the Bills forty-one to fifteen. Jamie Eisner, Jonathan Taylor is a top three running back for the rest of the season. He might be a top three running back in the league right now. My column.
3: Hey, so he's a top three running in the NFL right now. Uh, I agree with you there fully. Uh, we actually had an article on the Draft Network that talked about him as he's probably the best runner in the NFL right now, particularly with Derrick Henry on the sideline. But since you brought up top three fantasy, so I've already started to kind of get rolling here. I mean, if those of you that did not notice, I, I unveiled my first ever like flex top 50 story. The kind of i kind of wanted to i get a lot of questions about trades especially right now as everybody's kind of pushing for the fantasy playoffs and you know what should be valued what shouldn't be how do you factor in players that still have bye weeks there's bye weeks up to week 14 this year uh so there's a lot of weirdness that's going on like how do you value players so all that's to say every week on wednesday now at least for the next few weeks leading up to the trade deadline i will be releasing like my top 50 players in order based on total fantasy point projections but uh, to your point right now uh looking at my numbers uh, for the rest of the season based on a neutral matchup so this is not no not factoring in if this player has a good matchup a bad matchup whatever it would be on a per game basis right now jonathan taylor is has is my highest projected running back period in fantasy. Uh, he is about three quarters of a point right now above my projection of Christian McCaffrey. And those two are about four points above, or excuse me, three points above anybody else uh in the fantasy space right now so i agree with you on both fronts chris i do not think either one of those despite your nickname of being hype train are hot takes
2: a five touchdown performance today for jonathan taylor
3: yeah that'll do it whenever you score 50 or what, what did he end up getting in this game 51.9 so fantasy points in half ppr yeah. 51.9 a top 20 all-time running back performance for fantasy That'll play, and we'll see if, uh, as you guys know, we start recording this during Sunday Night Football. We'll see if Austin Eckler can top that. He's already got three touchdowns here in the third quarter, so he's trying to do his Jonathan Taylor impression right now.
2: Um, On the Buffalo side of things, Jimmy, I think the important thing to note here is Matt Breida is just a pest. If you have Devin Singletary or Zach Moss and you're trying to use them as a potential flex every week, Matt Breida is just a pest in those plans.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'm just annoyed because like this is what I thought he would do last year. Now, it's still only a couple games of him doing this and he's looked good and obviously he's got world class type speed. Uh, you know, I figured when the Buffalo Bills added him to their team last year that they were going to use him in some capacity. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. But, yes, he's an absolute pest right now. But, look, look at the rushing numbers. They they ran the ball 13 total times, two of them just so 11 running back carries in this game, five for Breida, three for Singletary, three for Moss. I mean, from what I – look, this game got out of hand. It got out of hand quickly. And, they and you're to- not going to run the ball. And they don't like no. to run the ball anyway, anyway. So, I get it. But, man, like I – I kind of felt like the Bills were a little bit of paper tigers coming into this week. I felt like probably everybody in the league's a paper tiger right now, to be honest with you. But, you know, they beat up some really, really bad teams and they beat them down in a dominant fashion the way you expect a Super Bowl contender to. But they also had a couple sketchy games along the way. And to get absolutely blown out of the water at home like this a little bit concerning. And obviously now they've lost their lead in the division. The uh the evil empire is back on top of the AFC East wing on Patriots now sit above the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, from a fantasy perspective, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is starting to enter the droppable territory at this point. Uh three for twenty-eight or three for twenty-six in this game hasn't been great. You're not gonna start either one of their running backs. You'll take the good with the bad with Josh Allen. Good to see Dawson Knox, you know, getting more back up to speed. But, you know, right now, you know, look, Diggs Diggs gets two touchdowns, so it kind of saves his day there. But you're starting Josh Allen, you're starting Stephon Diggs, you're starting Dawson Knox, and you're starting the Bills defense in the right matchups. Obviously, this week it did not go well for anybody, but I believe they had negative points in this game. But those would be the usual suspects. Otherwise, you're not playing them. Like, I don't know when you'd feel confident playing Singletary or Moss or Sanders or Beasley or Gabe Davis or any of these other guys at this point, right?
2: Dawson Knox had a decent game six catches for 80 yards Um, you certainly look at that we've talked about him what a couple of weeks ago when he came back from the injury we said we kind of circled his name and said he's going to be able to be relevant for you on a weekly basis Uh, let's keep talking about the AFC East Jamie the Dolphins beat the Jets 24 to 17 uh, and I think the place that I'd like to start and this is not going to be a shock to you Michael Carter continues to produce on a weekly basis He's somebody. He's somebody to keep an eye on. I don't know how often you can get him in to your starting lineup. I mean, he only had nine carries for sixty-three yards. He didn't get into the end zone. But Elijah Moore continues to play well. Yeah, you want to talk about a guy
3: contributing on a weekly basis?
2: And he is playing well. Despite the fact that they don't have Zach Wilson in as the starting quarterback, he has had some of his best games and his best performances with Mike White as the quarterback and then now with Joe Flacco as the quarterback. That is the big takeaway to me here is he goes 8-1-41 in a touchdown. And Jamie, there's nothing about what we have seen from Elijah Moore in these big games that tells me he cannot be that productive when Zach Wilson is back in the lineup.
3: Correct. Twenty-four catches, four touchdowns over the last four games. Like he has been absolutely phenomenal. And by the way, before this week, he was doing on a relatively modest workload. Uh, the his low snap count was a huge conversation point in in Jets land uh, the last two weeks, in particular, and it really heated up this past week. Uh, look, he he's a weekly starter now. I had him ranked as a wide receiver three coming into this week, and he's going to be in that you know right around that wide receiver thirty-ish mark, depending on the matchup. He's getting the volume. What do you have here? Eleven targets to lead all Jets in this game. Four more than the next closest guys there, which were Corey Davis and and Jamison Crowder. Uh, That's my big takeaway is that, you know, Elijah Moore is now a guy you need to find a way to get into your lineup on a weekly basis. And on the other side, it's, uh, you know, look, Waddle continues to be productive. He gets the rushing touchdown randomly in this game. But again, a wildcat hole
2: pitch play that they gave to him
3: but he get, he's getting the targets nine targets caught eight of them for 65 better in full ppr because his his depth per target has not been particularly uh exciting but you know he's getting the volume there uh and, you know Deseke has been fine gaskins had a little bit of a re-emergence here but yeah from this game the big takeaway is you know elijah moore is an every week starter for you assuming you're in you know a 12 team league that plays you know multiple flex or multiple wide receivers
2: all right Jamie, you were at this game. I can get a first-person account to the fantasy Damn. stuff that happened in this football game. The Not Baltimore, a lot. Baltimore Ravens beat the Chicago Bears 16-13. to 13. You were there. I'll let you kind of guide where you want to go here on this one. I think, obviously, the big takeaway is keeping an eye on the injury to Justin Fields and what that's going to do uh, for the Bears quarterback situation moving forward. But other than that, Jamie, I mean, how much can you read into Baltimore's performance? They didn't have Lamar Jackson, right? And so, I, you know, I don't know if you look at any of this stuff and you, you, you have big takeaways at All of a sudden, it's going to change your opinion on any of these players.
3: The only takeaway I would have is that they they definitely made a concerted effort to get Devonta Freeman a little bit more involved in this game. Like when when Murray's been healthy, he's clearly been the RB one. With at times, you know, Devonta Freeman and then Le'Veon Bell who ended up cutting this week, you know, mixing in, Uh, they really had Freeman get a little bit more involved. He ends up getting the touchdown, uh, the the basically the put away touchdown late. Um, but there's really no other takeaways here. Again, you had no, without Lamar Jackson, not worried about Bateman having a, a poor game. Obviously, no Hollywood Brown in this matchup. You know, on the bear side of things, look, Mooney did what he we expected to him to do with Allen Robinson. out. Now, he had a weird game because he had some big drops in this game as well. He had 16 targets, only caught five of them. And some of them were bad passes from the quarterback, but some of them were just, he flat out dropped them. So he had kind of that mixed game, but he had that 60-yard pass that he – the screen pass that he takes to the end zone there. Marquise Goodwin catches the prayer on fourth and long from Andy Dalton, but there's really not a lot to take away here from this. The the latest on Justin Fields is that he's got some bruised ribs, but I would be surprised if he plays on Thursday against Detroit. And quite frankly, I don't think you want to play him anyway in fantasy unless you're in a super flex format where everybody's starting for you.
2: So one of my favorite things to do is since Jamie obviously was at the Bears game, like we mentioned, he didn't necessarily have red zone on and – saw you know every touchdown from every game didn't see necessarily how all these games played out so i am very intrigued to be able to tell my friend jamie the houston texans beat the tennessee titans 22 to 13 and yes jamie it's as bad as the box score makes it look on the tennessee side of things ryan Tannehill was abysmal in this football game
3: so as you know we have our staff a resident titans guru uh, justin Mello, and i asked him i said hey wtf with this because I did not see this coming, and this is again emblematic of, like, I'm, I'm looking right now at the AFC standings that are on my screen right now, and I'm seeing Baltimore at the top of seven and three. Pittsburgh is the two seed right now, as of this second. Now that's going to change when they lose this football game, most likely. We'll see if I jinx it by the end of this podcast. But like, that's how weird the AFC is right now. Nobody's good, everybody sucks. Let's all go home. But uh, on the Titans side of things, uh, AJ Brown gets hurt. <laughs> is what it is. Um he's not having a good season. Let's be perfectly honest. He's having a better season, than Julio Jones, but like mm. uh the running back situation continues to suck, which we know. Uh Tannehill was horrible in this game. On Houston, like look, in a desperation super flex spot, Rod Taylor continues to be successful, gets two rushing you, touchdowns for did you. Did you see his
2: one of his touchdowns?
3: Did I, you? I, I saw it. both of them.
2: Okay. Yeah. This man just went for it has just no issues just diving into the end zone just leaping into the sky it was awesome it's kind of how he plays uh yes. but
3: you're not playing i mean look brandon cooks has a rough game two for 18 and only three targets but i mean i can't imagine anybody out there aside from cooks is starting any of these houston players it's like cooks is the is the given to rod in Superflex. That's it. Like I don't care that Rex Burke got eighteen carries. So I'm not playing Rex Burke. I'm not playing David Johnson. I'm not playing Chris Conley. Like I'm just, I'm just not playing these guys. Or Chris Moore.
2: You want to talk about yeah. anything on the Tennessee side of things?
3: Everybody sucks.
2: Yeah, it wasn't great.
3: I I, 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 I played Tennessee this week. What am I supposed to do with AJ Brown? Like um, this was a guy that we thought was we heard all offseason like the big thing he was gonna take the net he's been he was phenomenal he would take the next step forward there without cory davis even with julio jones coming in we're like all right that's good you know he might not get the same target share we were expecting when it was going to just be him and i know he gets hurt here and like 5 for 48 is not horrible but you know, we we talk a lot in the preseason about the safety of drafting elite wide receivers. And I don't feel like, you know, sure, if you took Devontae Adams, you took Tyree Hill, you're fine. But if you took Calvin Ridley, took A.J. Brown, you're not so fine. I don't know what to do with him because I look at like I look at his name value. Let me see actually right now. Let me do this live on the air because I, I, I'm curious where I have his projected points because some of this factors in my preseason projections and there's other things there. But right now, A.J. Brown in just a neutral matchup is all the way down at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. He's already down on my wide receiver 18 for the rest of the season in projected points in a neutral matchup for me. And even then, I don't love it. Like you you know he could have that, you know, look, you know you go back and you look at his box scores and you know he could have that 10 for 155 and 1 that he had against India, the 8 133 1 he had the week before against Kansas City. But I also look at a nothing burger, a 3 for 43, a 3 for 38, a 1 for 16. Multiple games that he's left hurt. I don't know. That's my diatribe on, on AJ. I was hoping you you would enlighten me with something because I I don't know.
2: What do you want me to say, Jamie? Ryan Tannehill threw four picks. I don't know. you feel
3: better about it? I don't know.
2: I can't. I I, be, I as somebody who owns Ryan Tannehill on my team and started him this week, I, I there's nothing good I can say. This team's weird. You look at their record and you're like, oh, you know, th- they're very good. Well, they don't have Derrick Henry. Julio Jones has been hurt, and it just feels like their offense is just all over the place. I don't have good
3: news for you on
2: that regard. I just
3: don't. Who, all right, so I'm gonna put you on the spot here before we get to our next game. If okay. you had to pick right now, who come who wins the? championship and why is it the new England Patriots t-
2: <sighs> I don't it's like any be- of my, I don't like any of my options but I think I think it has you have to pick Kansas City because they, say, they if, look if like they're starting Kansas- to turn it around
3: okay if I gave you Kansas City or
2: the field? Or the field. I, I give me Kansas City, Buffalo. Who's yeah. my Who's my Super Bowl pick before the year scares the ever living crap out of me yeah, right this, now.
3: Just the AFC, by the way. This is just the AFC. T- uh,
2: Tennessee's a mess.
3: Baltimore. I got to say, I don't trust Baltimore at all. Not, I don't not like right now.
2: The the Chargers. Uh, they're going to the win Chargers tonight. Are the Chargers. Chargers. They're, they're on pace to win tonight. Yeah. The, and know, and the Patriots. Chargers. I'm still. I'm still convinced that Mac Jones gets exposed in a playoff game. I'm convinced of that. That while while they're finding success right now, I think in a playoff game environment, he gets exposed, and a team is able to match up against them well and beat them. So I'm not sold on the Patriots just yet.
3: That's fair. My one pushback is whoever wins the AFC East is going to have the best defense in the postseason.
2: Whoever, so say that again. Whoever wins the AFC East is going to have the best defense in the postseason. Yeah. I because I think the, I, th- I
3: think the Bills and the Patriots have the two best defenses in the conference.
2: Yeah. So okay. that's reasonable.
3: Yeah, I'm looking uh, through. Yeah, because the yeah, Chargers win tonight would push – would it push the – yeah, it would push 5-3. No, it would push the Bills 5-4. No, yeah, it would push Pittsburgh out. Okay. I thought Bills might end the night without, without – And, uh, and at, you know what? That's not true. The
2: fact that in my entire diatribe of explaining the contenders in the AFC, I didn't mention Pittsburgh should tell you how I feel about Pittsburgh in this equation. Just just to let everybody out there. Or Cincinnati. Uh, or, yeah, or Cincinnati for that matter, who did pick up a win today. We'll get to them a little bit later. Uh, Jamie, the Minnesota Vikings pick up a big home win, beating the Green Bay Packers 34-31. to And honestly – if you played any of the big names on either of these two sides that weren't A.J. Dillon, you, 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 you hit a home run. Rodgers had a good yeah. game, four touchdowns. Kirk Cousins throws for three touchdowns. Cook gets into the end zone. Uh, Valdez, Scantling, and Adams have big games. Jefferson and Thielen have big games. I mean, just across the board, I, I know this isn't great insight, but if you played any of those people, you, you felt really good about the, the day you had.
3: It's the fantasy dream, right? All right. the superstars are doing. It. And look, Adrian Dillon wasn't horrible, at, you know, in a PPR. Like what seven? So he contributed in half PPR, seven point four points in the passing game. So what, twelve point seven? Like, so you got a thirteen point game out of him in half PPR. Sure. That's not he terrible. You feel a
2: lot better if he got into the end zone. That would make it would sure. be a huge day at that point.
3: Sure, but you know what? It's it's still a, a decent game. It's not what you were hoping for, but it, it was still. It doesn't crush you. Like some of these guys have crushed you with bad games, but yeah. Everybody was good. Um, I don't really have a lot of feedback here. Um, I'm not going to rush to the waiver wire for Marcus Gantling I'll just say that because he does have the. That's going to be the first
2: name them. I bring up on Tuesday's show.
3: That in the way of wide receiver conversation. No, first because we up. go quarterbacks first. When we get to the wide receivers,
2: that's okay. the first name I'll bring up on Tuesday.
3: Okay. And I'm going to say no. <laughs>
2: um, uh, the Eagles beat the Saints. There's a lot. So, so the Eagles good.
3: Here.
2: So I was just going to say, Jamie, not only not only because they're playing I'm good football. Not only am I potentially wrong about Jalen Hurts not, you know, being a good fantasy quarterback.
3: What do you mean not potentially wrong? You are you are in
2: factually wrong. I'm very wrong on that. You're so wrong. Jalen Hurts finding ways to win football games for a team that I didn't think was going to get anywhere near 5 wins this season. He gets him three times on the ground. Jamie, you did not watch this game? Jalen Hurts had enough time in the pocket on some of these dropbacks. Some of these dropbacks. He could have I, I don't know, he he could have just I, he could have sat there, just d- taking his time. It was like they weren't even rushing anybody. It was that they dropped all 11 in coverage. He had time to do whatever he wanted. He could have read a book. He could have listened to a podcast. He could have done whatever he wanted back there. He had all the time in the world.
3: You want to know something really interesting? Have sure. you taken a look at their schedule? And I will get into the fantasy aspect of this in a second.
2: I love this. Are we going to play the win-loss-win-loss game?
3: We're not going to say a lot of L's. You want to know what they their get, schedule is to end the season?
2: They get the—they literally just play the NFC East. They get the Giants at the twice. Giants
3: at the Jets. So they'll just stay in New York. by week, home Washington, home Giants at Washington, and then home Dallas. They're gonna have a okay. winning record.
2: Can I can I share something with you?
3: They're this gonna just, make the playoffs. This,
2: this is just for you. I have the ESPN Eagles page up on my thing. Yeah, and I have the schedule and. There's a glare, so I'm hopefully I can get this to
3: show I, for Yeah, you. no, the glare is. Okay, okay. I got it now. Do you, do you see all the games? I do. So you
2: read the games, and you yeah. said that the Jets are there. And I'm like, what's Jamie talking about? Why are – they don't play the Jets. ESPN, for whatever reason, because the Jets are obviously my favorite team, that game gets put at the top of the list because that makes oh, that's a whole stupid. lot of sense. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, I'm that's like, no, dumb. they don't play the Jets.
3: But no, they do. Uh, they the They get to play play the NFC East
2: and the Jets. That's what they get.
3: They're making okay. the playoffs. They might make the You're playoffs. You're going to watch Jalen Hurts playoff football, Chris. <sighs> okay, well, I guess we should probably talk about the fa- fantasy aspect of this Sh- game. Shouldn't
2: so we. three touchdowns for him on the ground. I mean, he doesn't – other than the three – and obviously the three touchdowns are the big deal. Other, but other,
3: other, <laughs> other than the 25 points – excuse me, 24.9 points he got for you as a rusher, he had a terrible game.
2: He didn't have a big passing game. That's I, the point I was making. Is twenty five fantasy points on the ground, Chris? I don't care if he threw for. I don't care if he threw backwards every play. Again, I wasn't taking a shot at Jalen Hurts. I was just pointing out that no, he this, did all this. This, this
3: work. is payback from the preseason, Chris. That's what this is.
2: Uh, Dallas Goddard signs a big time extension, and he gets five catches for sixty two yards and has eight targets, which leads the team. Um, on the other side of things. Uh, the New Orleans Saints Miles need to find Sanders a
3: quarterback four- too. Notable, played well.
2: Sixteen carries, ninety-four yards. That's a yeah, good point. Like six yards a
3: carry, that. like played yes. pretty well in his return, and it's good to see him because uh, they need to. U- they needed to use him more earlier in the season, and I have some confidence they will now. It feels like Sirianni and company kind of figured some things out over the last month or so. And by the way, their their last recent loss when they would have had a bigger win streak was a f- losing by a field goal to the Chargers. It's like this team's playing good. We're going to see the Eagles in the postseason.
2: On the Saints, That's not something I thought. On the same side of things, Mark Ingram, I think, is the big takeaway here. 16 carries, 88 yards. He's doing it all on the ground. And then six, six catches out of the backfield. So in half PPR and full PPR formats, you played Mark Ingram. You felt extremely comfortable with that. I was one of those people. I rolled the dice on Mark Ingram again after he had a good week last week. And my running back situation is brutal. So I was like, get him in there.
3: Going back to Latavius Murray and then younger Mark Ingram. When Kamara has been out, and they've leaned on either one of those guys to be the lead back, they've always been highly productive in fantasy. So that was a good choice by you. Uh, our guy, Traquan Smith, leads leads them in receiving five for 64. Uh, Adam Trautman,
2: he's relevant. Game. Trevor yeah.
3: Simeon throws him the ball. Uh, Trevor Simeon's not playing terrible football. He's not playing good football, but like...
1: He uh, did have a just, QBR I, of I, 20. I, I he had a QBR playing, of 20.
3: He's playing good football for fantasy purposes. Okay. That, that's I, how I should phrase this, not for real life. I, I should make sure I make that clear. For fantasy purposes, he's been way more fruitful for us as fantasy players than Jameis Winston was, or Taysom Hill would be outside from Taysom Hill's own value.
2: The Washington football team, they pick up a victory against the Carolina Panthers, 27-21. to 21. Taylor Heineke, three touchdowns. Antonio Gibson, 19 carries, 95 yards. You're starting to get back here. You did have a bad fumble in this football game.
3: Yeah, he's, uh, the fumbling and the the injury. He's having a weird year, man. It's
2: really weird. It is extremely weird. And, and what what we thought he started to turn around, had a big game last week, right? Or two weeks ago. I forget when we talked about it on the show. Um, so you last started, week, yeah, yeah, you started to feel like things were turning around. And statistically, this was not a bad game. So hopefully this is the start of something. Um, Terry McLaurin, very good at the football. Just very yes, good. At the
3: Terry football. looks really good.
2: Five catches, one hundred and three yards and a touchdown and on the other deep, side of things keep sleeping though Chris
3: DeAndre Carter gets in the end zone again so he continues to at least put I mean only two for 22 but he gets in the end zone continues to be productive while Curtis Samuel is is nursing the injury
2: second straight week for him as well mm-hmm. uh, having, having, a, having a decent fantasy performance uh, Cam Newton responsible for three touchdowns in this game we talked about him on the waiver wire portion of the show uh, last week uh, two, two passing touchdowns gets into the ground uh, gets into the end zone also on the ground um, Jamie stop me if you've heard this before Christian, Christian McCaffrey had a good game in fantasy. Oh, did Christian know.
3: McCaffrey have over 100 total yards in a game? And did he score?
2: He did. Scored a touchdown. Oh. Caught seven passes. 60 yards on the ground. 59 yards uh, Fifty nine yards on the ground. 60 yards in the passing game. So you get over 100 yards there. Uh, DJ Moore continues to be good. Five catches, 50 yards.
3: And yes. A thank goodness he's got somebody who can throw him the ball, actually.
2: Tommy Tremble caught two passes. I just want to bring that up here on the show. <laughs> That's your guy, Just Tommy just Tremble. Just figure, I'd, figure I'd take an opportunity. Uh, to, uh, my takeaway
3: yeah. here is that Cam Newton will, is – I, I want to go back and watch him as a passer in this game, but my takeaway is is Cam Newton is is going to be in the QB1 conversation like I had him ranked this week for the rest of the year.
2: Jamie, the San Francisco 49ers went down to Jacksonville and they won 30-10. to 10. I want to start by asking you this question. How much, of, how much of the highlights of this game have you seen? Have you seen a lot about this?
3: I've seen zero highlights. Now, I did see that uh, all of a sudden um, the best running back in the world is Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. We're going to get to I know to they that. switched positions on him over the week. No, so is he an RB eligibility? Can we Cordero Patterson him? Because, potentially. Could you imagine?
2: I, he would just be uh, – yeah, it would be insane. Can I read to you this very important thing that occurred in the game? Opening yes, kickoff – The San Francisco 49ers get the football, okay? Okay. I don't know if you saw this, so this is going to be fun. They get the football on the opening kickoff. Okay. They proceed to go on a 20-play, 87-yard drive that takes up 13 minutes and five seconds. It ended in a field goal.
3: (sighs) That reminds me. I was at – I think this was 2015 – I was at the Big Ten Championship game between Michigan State and Iowa. And the game-winning drive for Michigan State was a 22-play drive that took forever. I don't remember what the exact thing was, but I remember it was a 22-play drive. But also, a a 13-and-a-half-minute drive that ends in three is hilarious. That is like... The under's dream. If you bet an so, under in a football game, is the dream. Our friend, our mutual friend, AK, would have lost his mind if he ever bet an under on anything ever in so that scenario.
2: Can I share what – and so, somebody on Twitter will correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure that it was like fourth and one. They were inside the five and it was like fourth and one. They didn't even need a touchdown to continue the drive, and Shanahan didn't go for it. Like he didn't need to get into the end zone. It was very weird. Um, okay, so from a fantasy perspective um, – Yeah, Debo Samuel, eight carries, 79 yards and a touchdown on the ground. He catches one pass in the air. And listen, I want to talk about Debo Samuel. But Jamie, the Brandon Ayuk fan club for just a brief moment is allowed to go off here on this show. Seven catches, 85 yards, a touchdown. This is so good to see.
3: Look at his last four games, four for 45 then six for 89 and a score, three for 26, seven for 85 and a score like he he's back. Like this is he's being used again. This is what we've needed. He's going to continue to rise in my rankings. Kittle gets in the end zone again. This looks like the kill of old. Um, I did catch, I should say, I cut, didn't catch a lot of the highlights, but uh, I did not catch that opening drive stat. The, so Jeff Wilson was Jeff Wilson. Uh, he's the, not good, but you hope he gets in the end zone. Uh, I, I Although it does seem like uh, Mitchell will be back for next week. But I, I want to go back and watch this game because I don't know, like two targets for Debo Samuel is a little weird. To me but I feel like just the way I, I I mean you can't complain you got eight carries but so
2: I just want I just want to add and I think this is relevant for fantasy the last two weeks of offensive game planning from the 49ers have been excellent yes it has been more in line with what we thought they would do with the talent that they had on this roster and so that being a thing gives me a a positive outlook for these guys for the remainder of the season um we have I, I don't know. Anything you want to talk about on the Jack side of things here? You
3: James don't Robinson. play anybody except James Robinson. <laughs> he got in the end zone. Yeah, that's it. That I mean, that could not be – I mean, literally, that's all he did. He had otherwise 14 touches that went I, for a combined 38 yards.
2: You, you know, Jamie, LaVisca Chenault getting five catches is certainly nice.
3: because That's adorable.
2: He, okay, we complain on this show all the time when, when he has like one target and we're like, what's going on? At least, you know, five targets in this game. Yeah, I don't care. Before we get to the, uh, the afternoon games and then Sunday night, uh, we kind of mentioned Draft Dudes. I mentioned Kyle Krabs at the beginning of the show. want to let everybody, guys being dudes, in Atlanta for the SEC championship game. That's right. Draft Dudes, the TDN crew going to be down there in Atlanta for the SEC title game. And, JB, I believe we now know who's playing in the SEC title game. It all wrapped itself up yesterday with the college football action. Georgia so and Bama. Go out and join them. Roll December dogs. 4th, Saturday, December 4th. Uh, the CSX parking lot right across the street from where the SEC championship game is going to be being played with Bud Light Seltzer. They're going to be out there g- giving stuff away, just playing games, having a good time. You're going to want to go out. I've heard there's a rumor. There's a rumor that uh, there's going to be a guest DJ and he's one half Ooh. of the Draft Dudes podcast. I, I have I've, heard this rumor. I've heard the rumor. I can't confirm it. It, it it was it came to me you know through the grapevines, but that apparently is a thing. So we're going to have to get some content uh, out of that. So again, Bud Light, Seltzer, uh, TDN down there for the SEC championship game in Atlanta on December 4th. All right, Jamie, the Bengals, they get back on track. They pick up a win on the road in Las Vegas beating the Raiders. They move to six and four. I am pulling up the box score so we have the accurate numbers when we talk about this. Hello, Joseph Mixon. 30 carries, yeah, Mixon 123 been- yards, two touchdowns.
3: 30 carries for Joe Mixon. Uh, so these, are, I watched these games a lot more closely because I was back in that time. Uh, this is the second game this year where he's had 29 or more carries, which has been very interesting. But he has really turned things up at least, I mean, look, over the last really five weeks or so, dating back to that Detroit game in the middle of October. But – Six touchdowns in his last four games. It's been absolutely phenomenal. He's now a guy that and I'm just going to go look at my little, My I got the spreadsheet still up. Let's see where he lands here. So one, two, three, four, five. He comes in. Oh, no, I did not. He's actually higher than that. Sort. He is one, two, three, four, five, six. In my rest of season neutral points projection. He actually is him and Dalvin Cook are one, one thousandth of a point across from each other i mean mixon has been absolutely sensational this year and it's like looking at his point totals here he's had what only two games all year that he didn't get double digits and that was what 7.6 and one of those games he didn't get double digits he had 9.9
2: yeah so basically there, i mean, anyway.
3: he's been really really phenomenal uh, last three games that he, I was, let's you know, last three games that he's played, and obviously he had to buy in week ten. But twenty-three point one points, twenty-five point five points, twenty-four point three points. That's all for half PPR. Absolutely sensational. And look, I don't care if they're not going to use him a ton in the passing game, if they're going to give him that many carries on the ground.
2: Uh, the receivers: Tyler Boyd six catches for forty-nine yards. Jamal Chase gets into the end zone three catches for thirty-two yards. Um, you know, I,
3: a rare off day for Higgins like Boyd's been bad most of the year. Uh, but then he's, he has these like spike games like I, I don't know, like obviously you're playing Mixon every week. You're playing Jamar Chase every week. Joe Burrow is going to be hanging around low end QB one territory. Uh, you know that somebody else is going to have a decent game, whether it's Boyd or Higgins. But I don't know if you're going to feel any confidence that you're going to be able to to pick out which one it's going to be on a given week.
2: On the Raiders side of things, Darren Waller. Seven catches, 116 yards. Uh, the the touchdown in this game goes to Foster Moreau, and that just cho- shows you that just at times touchdowns they're just fluky. You just never know. Whether
3: great play in. though. It was a great throw from sure. Foster Moreau. Yeah, but what I'm
2: talking about is Darren Waller has a big game, but doesn't get into the end zone. Like that's just how this works sometimes. In,
3: in he's still in, in had a good game for like fan- dude. Fantasy Titans suck. So this We've last talked, I, week. Go ahead.
2: I know we're going to do this again. Uh, tight ends don't score I'm just going to go say ahead.
3: for this last week, because I'm looking at right now, obviously we had the big game from, from – I mean, Zach Ertz killed it. We'll talk about that in a second. But Darren Waller still, that's, without scoring, had the third biggest day of, of all fantasy tight ends and was almost four points greater than the number four, which was George Kittle. Like, this is what it is. Like, it, it – it is what it is and by the way darren Waller might be my tight end one next week
2: i'm your sorry thanksgiving it, 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 tight end you, one you calling your shot early on
3: well Kel- kelsey's on bye. okay i'm just saying but you. So, uh, y- yes but like i don't feel like it's that bold when you you figure it out but yes but right it, now it's my current early, projection it's Sunday.
2: you haven't started doing these yet you spent Oh, Atlanta absolutely
3: i've started doing these chris oh, okay. my, right now my projection has him i'll just tell you right now because i'm doing this again these will change when i get the updated matchup numbers you know because right now this is based on what their matchup would have been based on last week's uh information but uh right now like i have their matchup against the team but the team's information is based on the points they've allowed up to this point i'll have to obviously insert week 11's information when i get it but i have darren waller's right now sitting atop my rankings at 11.71 projected points mark andrews at number two at 11.67 kittle at 11.01 the Those Cardinals. Are my top three right now.
2: You mentioned the tight end position in Zach Ertz. So we'll talk about this game next. The Cardinals beat the Seahawks 23-13. And Jamie, every time I think that, uh, oh, they don't have Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins, this is going to be the week that it all comes crashing down to earth. They can't constantly get away with Colt McCoy being their starting quarterback. Uh, I get proven wrong each and every week. I, I, a little birdie has told me that somebody on this show is looking to kind of Joined the Cardinals bandwagon, trying to just just weasel's way in there and hop, I on, about hop it. on board. You considered it, I know you have, because you you asked, you asked in a back channel conversation if you were allowed to join. To which we so, said, you can do whatever you want.
3: My backstory on that, as you know, Chris, is that I actually was a Cardinals fan for many years, a Cardinals Correct. season ticket holder for several Correct. years. So um, that's why I think it's I, okay for you to, to
2: jump. Back I there. fell out of
3: favor in the. Uh, Austin Eckler scored another touchdown. Let's go. playing him in the <laughs> league And I was down late. That's four. Um, we'll get to that, that game in a little bit. Get, dude, there's somebody out there where Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler is their first two picks. You know that, right? So, well, if they like, listen to the TV it's having a hell podcast. of a bit. It's having a hell of a week 11 right now. Um, but yeah, so i was a I used to be Cardinals fan season tickets. I kind of fell out of favor when, uh, the Bruce Arians era came and went, but I mean, I, I was a fan back to even like the Denny green era. Like that's when I really started to, to kind of get in. But, uh, Apparently, it doesn't matter who's under center for Arizona because they looked really good here. Uh, Zach Ertz had a monster game. Gets in the end zone twice. Uh, Goat McCoy, as they were calling him on the DirecTV okay. red zone. Easy. You and I watch different red zones now.
2: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah.
3: Wait a minute. Okay.
2: I We are stopping all of the fantasy-related talk right now because this is a dead serious conversation. Okay. You are not sitting here in week 11. I've known you for a long time. Yes. We are very good friends. You are. This is the first time I'm hearing this. You are not a Scott Hansen red zone watcher. Okay, so... No, 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 no. No, no, this is not... This I was is, yes.
3: up until last season. Because, Chris, I have two options here. Okay. I have access to DirecTV. So my choice is, do I pay for another service to get Scott Hansen, who I would still say is my preferred version... It's not close. I'm not arguing that, but I don't think the difference is enough for then me to spend like a hundred dollars a month to get that version. Ain't doing it. So I got the free for me version, <sighs> which with Andrew Siciliano, who's fine. It's just it's not, not Scott Hanson. He's it's fine. Just not as good. Or could watch some grainy feed. I'd rather watch the pay. Grady feed.
2: I'd, wa- I'd no, rather watch I, the Grady Feet. That. That's how that's – how, that's how, that's how I love Scott.
3: Is. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, so these last two seasons I've watched the – Well, I shouldn't say the last two. The last – since about, I guess, since, what, 13 months ago since I moved to Chicago? Since I moved away from Arizona, I've been, I've been on the, the Andrew Siciliano Red Zone channel.
2: Well, we're going to have to try to recover from this here to, to close out the remainder of the show. Um, <laughs> Jamie, this is the weirdest stat line ever. Rondell no Moore – 11 catches, 51 yards.
3: I call that the Jalen Waddle.
2: I just (laughs) average 4.6 on these catches. I mean, this is just all like, this is like, Ryan Moore normally breaks one of these. And that's what makes these stat lines look, you know, weird. Obviously that didn't happen. Uh, James Conner has done a fantastic job taking over the, the lion's share of the workload with Chase Edmonds being out. Uh, 21 carries 62 yards and a touchdown
3: in this game for
2: him. He got his
3: contractually mandated one yard touchdown run
2: and caught five passes out of the backfield. So PPR formats, a home run. Um, Jamie, I'm officially worried about everything on the Seattle offense. I'm officially staking my claim here on this show that I'm worried about this offense. They haven't scored. Bad. They, they don't score.
3: And Russell Wilson has to be to blame for some of this too. I watched this game. This is not This is not good. And I know he's not fully healthy now. And by the way, he's going to push his way out of Seattle at the end of the year. So he'll he'll join Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers in, uh, in QB watch for the offseason. But... It's it's really bad. Uh, it, I mean, Lockett has a, you know a nice game here, four for one fifteen. But this Seattle offense does not look good at all. Like they they are not explosive. Like this this looks like the same team that when Geno Smith was running it. Like this this I'm completely uninspired by this Seattle team across the board. They don't have their first round pick, obviously. I just. This team's in disarray, and and they really uh, they're gonna pay the piper. And if Russell Wilson does force his way out, I I don't know how this team's gonna be really really bad. The Chiefs
2: beat the Cowboys nineteen to nine at home.
3: Can we talk about how disappointing this game was relative sure. to expectation?
2: Because we built it up all, all week of these two high-powered offenses that we're going to just absolutely just run up and down the field on each other because both of these defenses aren't necessarily great. Dallas's defense has been able to, to force turnovers, and they've been better than they were a year ago, and we've talked about how bad the Chiefs' defense has been throughout the year. So I understand what the expectations were going in, but – Boy, did this not meet the mark.
3: Yeah, Dak, bad game. Uh, obviously, no Amari Cooper because of COVID. He'll be out Thursday as well. No C.D. Lamb at the end of the game because of concussion. He will be out Thursday as well. So we'll get to watch this version of Dallas all over again. Uh, Zeke does nothing uh, on his 15 touches, you know, under 70 total yards on that. the Dalton Schultz was okay. Michael Gallup was okay. I mean, it was just all sorts of bad on the Dallas side. Okay.
2: Clyde Edwards, Hilaire is probably the only storyline here. comes back off IR and has the game that he has.
3: Yes. I I would say there were two storylines for me. Look at Kelsey five for 74. Fine. Like I said, it's that does enough for you here. Nine for 77 for Tyreek Hill. Fine. Whatever. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire getting the lion's share of the workload. Uh, I thought I would see more from Darrell Williams than just six touches in this game. I was wrong about that. Me too, Jamie. So sorry about those that I I gave that advice to to play him as a flex. Um, Edwards Alaire, though, looked look decent in this game. Glad he got in the end zone, uh, catches a couple passes. Uh, but another bad fantasy game for Pat Mahomes. Um, this is, you know, you're starting to look at his line now, and a lot of people paid a lot in draft capital or a lot of money in auction drafts to get Patrick Mahomes and the like as a set it and forget it player. Let me read to you his fantasy point output since week Please. seven. Okay. Please do. 15, 10.44, the big game last week, 36.24, and then 8.5 here. So over the last five weeks, he is averaging less than 16 fantasy points per game. He's averaging 15.78 fantasy points per game. And to give you some context, um, that is the equivalent of the season total of Matt Ryan. That is less than the season total of Teddy Bridgewater. That is the performances that you have been getting over the last five weeks from Patrick Mahomes. I'm just, I don't know I'm what to do this, about I, I, that. I'm, I'm leaving
2: the silence in there because I think it's important.
3: Like, I don't know what to tell you because odds are you didn't draft somebody else great. And it's rare that he's ever going to be ranked outside the top like seven quarterbacks. I don't have any actionable advice, which I know is really not helpful on a fantasy advice podcast.
2: It's kind of your job, Jamie.
3: But like if you start to sit Mahomes for another good option, I'm not going to call you crazy. Oh, man. So, okay, let's play this game.
2: Mahomes is still going to be a QB1 for you the next time cuz they're on bye next. Yeah, they're on,
3: on buy. Yeah, yeah.
2: So so Mahomes will still be a QB1. The next time you are ranking chiefs players
3: so do you, but right now his rest of the season uh yes. has dropped down to qb6 for me
2: okay so that so that tells me so that's that's just looking at the rest of the season so that tells me that there could be weeks that you have him right on the borderline of being outside
3: that qb1 yeah i mean season. he's never i cannot imagine a scenario unless he actually goes into a game hurts that he's not going to be ranked in the top 10 like, and there's gonna be weeks where he's right like two or three like so sure that's what I'm saying like right now the only players for rest of the season that I have projected in a neutral again in a neutral matchup uh, higher than him is Lamar, Brady, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray when he's healthy and Jalen hurts his ju- Jalen hurts just snuck by him
2: all right Jamie the last the last game on the schedule and we actually had to pause the recording because it got a little weird. The, the Chargers. Beat Austin Eckler
3: almost caught Jonathan Taylor. He got the four because he, touchdowns
2: because he almost had to because the Chargers tried to charger this game away and give it to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Forty-one to thirty-seven is the final score. But let's let's talk about all the things that we have to talk about here. Um, Austin Eckler had a really good game. <laughs> Eleven carries, fifty yards, two touchdowns on the ground. He had f- f- he had six,
3: six catches, or sixty-five six, and two through the air. Yeah, through
2: the air. Oh, by the way, Mike Williams had a big game. Five catches, oh, ninety-seven he yards. He Had a big candy. catch.
3: He had a no. He had a huge catch. It won the game for them. But he had a quiet day. But then he had the fifty-three yard touchdown that basically was the game winner. But that's all that matters. Points are that's points. all that matters.
2: Uh, and Keenan Allen nine catches for one hundred and twenty-two yards. That is the big stuff on the Charger side of things. How about Justin and Herbert. Justin Herbert. Forty
3: Seventy-two total yards in this game, including ninety on the ground.
2: Crazy. Three touchdowns, one pick awesome. for him. That's a that's a big bounce back performance. Um, on the Pittsburgh side of things, to wrap up here. I mean, statistically, Ben Roethlisberger had a good fantasy game. 273 yards and three touchdowns. So if you streamed him or played him this week for some reason, you felt pretty good about that. Uh, Najee Harris gets into the end zone. A pedestrian day, statistic-wise, twelve carries for thirty-nine yards, but gets into the end zone and catches five passes out of the backfield. So, in, in half PPR and PPR formats, that's going to be a home run uh, with that type of performance. Deontay Johnson, seven catches, one hundred and one yards, one touchdown. Uh, Jamie, I will allow you to to go from there. Uh, and anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, with probably is where you're going to want to go.
3: Yeah, saves his day with a touchdown late. There was a kind of annoying to see Eric Ebron get a ton of work in this game and get a touchdown himself. But you know, Najee Harris got a little bit banged up late in this game as well. Hit his head hard on the turf. It looked like. So we'll kind of keep monitor that a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, I was surprised to see Claypool playing in this game. There were reports all week that he wasn't going to play. Uh, and then he ends up suiting up, getting five for 93 in here. Uh, I guess really my, my big takeaway here is that despite, you know, Mike Williams having that game-winning touchdown there, uh, Keenan has continued to assume, reassume his role as the clear wide receiver one for Herbert over these last few weeks. Uh, you know, a nine, another nine-catch game here. Uh, 29 catches over the last three weeks like he is going to be that that PPR monster that we've known him to be so uh, it was good that Mike Williams got the touchdown he absolutely desperately needed to have a big week this week but uh, he really what before that he had what four for 44 like he was just having a, a fairly pedestrian game but had that big catch late
2: I think that's it. Unless there's anything else that you want to talk about um, here to wrap up, we have waiver wire and your rankings coming up on the Tuesday edition of the show. So we, we have that to look forward to. Um, But yeah, anything else or are you good? Have you, do you feel that we have checked all the boxes for week 11?
3: The only thing I want to touch on, because we don't have a chance to talk about Thursday night football much, is I do want to mention that I am intrigued by this running back situation now in New England. Um, Ramondre Stevenson got a lot of work in that Thursday game and looked pretty darn good. And if you remember way, way back to the pre-draft scenario, when it was me, you and Jake talking about like an under the radar, potentially day three running back that we thought might make an impact somewhere if he got drafted in the right spot. And Ramondra Stevenson was a name that came up. So another guy that I think is at least in that flex consideration for you going forward.
2: That's going to do it for us. Thanks to our friends over at Bet Online. Uh, again, head over to betonline.ag promo code believe B L E A V fifty percent off welcome bonus Bud Light Seltzer. You got the Draft Dudes in TDN take the SEC championship game to look forward to. Uh, Jamie, where can everybody follow you on social media?
3: Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram
2: follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio S-C-H-U-Radio. Follow the show on Twitter at TDNFantasy, thedraftnetwork.com, underneath the fantasy tab is where you can find all of the fantasy content. Jamie's rankings will be up there. We talk about those on Tuesday, along with the waiver wire rankings to get you ready for. You got three Thursday games with Thanksgiving and then the rest of the week 12 slate. We will get into it all on Tuesday. Everybody have a great start to your week. We'll talk to you then.